we praise you, Lord. We magnify you. There is none like you, none like you. Thank you, Father. You're the God of all gods, the King of all of us kings, and the Lord of all of us lords. We magnify you with our with our voices, Lord God. Thank you for our voices. Thank you for our hands and our feet, God. We offer our bodies to you as a holy living sacrifice. We glorify you, Lord. Such a wonderful, good, good glorious, holy, wonderful God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all you've done for us. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for the ability to raise our hands. Thank you, Father, for a voice. Thank you for eyes that see and ears that hear. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise you in this place. Woo! Glory to God. you got to get excited about the Lord. of the things Praise he's done for us. Oh my gosh. Oh, what would we do without the Lord? Seriously. Oh, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're going to just be serving him and praising him forever. <laughs> forever, never, and ever. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You know what? We'll greet somebody right beside you. Just not, don't run all over though. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is worthy of it all. <laughs> Almost wasn't enough worship. <laughs> Felt, like, <that's> right. <laughs> Felt like worshiping a little longer. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, you can be seated. And we're, we'll just... Uh, what a great place to be on Saturday night, especially when there's Fremont days. Thank you. <laughs> we didn't even realize there were Fremont days. <laughs> what are Fremont days? What, what more are these days of worshiping God? But um, So we're just going to have Pastor Ike come right up here if he's ready. But most of you know him. And he started out with getting a book, The Authority of the Believer, I think when you were a teenager, in Nigeria. And then he came to the United States, and he, he wanted to be a physician. And the Lord says, no, you have a healing anointing to be a, in the ministry. <laughs> Instead, you know, that's, he's, yes, yeah, he is. Uh, he's in cahoots with the, the, the great physician, <laughs> Dr. Jesus, Jehovah Rapha. You know what? One of those, that name also means the God who exists eternally to make you thoroughly whole. And he exists to make us thoroughly whole. First time somebody said that, I cried. I was, thank you, Lord. Cried out of graciousness to the Lord, though. So anyway, um, he came to Iowa and then he got into Dr. or Dr. Eberly. Well, he probably is a doctor. Yeah, he is done. Okay, and then, uh, anyway, now they are doing so many things in uh, Abuja, yeah. Nigeria. Woo, expanding, um, going to, well, you're, you can tell them, Lagos, 
And uh, not Legos, you know, that you play with. But, <laughs> but anyway, and, uh, uh, you know, actually believing for an airplane because they're going there so much. And, yeah, so believe with them. And, you know, you better be expecting tonight because <laughs> we're going to birth something in the spirit realm. Amen. So, Fester, I, hey, give a, get back up and give a great, big, excited welcome. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Love you, Pastor. Love you, too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you happy tonight? Yeah. This is Fremont. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You may be seated. Amen. What an honor to be with you. This is one of my favorite places, amen. I always look forward to coming here to see your faces, amen. Glory to God, hallelujah. When we come here, we just take our time, we share the word, revelation comes, you're strengthened, I know more, and we all grow together, amen. So I am so thrilled to be here. I love your pastors, they're very precious to my wife and I. I love their fellowship. We just come. We can just, I mean, I, I retell some of their stories in some of the places I go. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So you guys are blessed to have them. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So my wife and my family, they send their love. Everybody knows about Fremont, Nebraska. Even our people in Lagos, they know about Nebraska. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So we love you guys very much. They send their love. Some of them may be watching. I'm not sure. It's, it's, yeah, it's one in the morning. So they might not be, but you never know. Sometimes I think they're not watching and they tell me, yeah, we were watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, praise God. All right. <laughs> so praise God. We're happy to be here. Amen. Praise God. Well, I have the honor to minister the word to you tonight. I have something that God put on my heart that I've been ministering on for a while. Amen. It started in Nigeria. He gave me that word. He said, expectation is low in the body of Christ. Not just here in Nigeria, but all over. So you start to teach and preach on it. So I've been teaching and preaching on it. The last time I checked in Nigeria, before I left... My wife said, this is part 12. So it's been going. I've been, I've been ministering on it since March. Sometime around there. And when I think I'm done, he will bring it out another way. And I'm like, whoa. And the most beautiful thing is to go from place to place and have God emphasize to me the things to minister to that particular congregation. And it's still the same topic. He's amazing like that. Like I'm laying in, in, the, in the hotel room this afternoon, and he just gave me a little runway to go. I'm like, wow, you are so cool. I'm so glad. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to get in the Word and talk about expectation. People around you today, you look around, not very many people are expecting they give you reasons why they shouldn't expect. Look, look at the economy. Look at the gas prices. Look at this and that. And, you know, everything seems to be down, 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 down. But you have to catch yourself and remind yourself that even though you are in the world, you are not of the world. Amen. 
the world experience is, is not yours and shouldn't be yours. Amen. Heaven has expectation for your life. Heaven has expectation for your life. But until your expectation matches the expectation that heaven has for you, you will live life disappointed. You will live life hurting. Why? Because your expectation has not risen to the expectation that God has for you. Amen. Glory to God. You know, uh, uh, um, God, God is so wonderful. He designed everything you will ever need. Amen. And brought you into life and said, hey, enjoy. You remember one of our favorite scriptures in Genesis chapter 1. God said, in the beginning, let there be light. And there was light. No debate. So he created all these things. He put the plants, he put the animals, he put everything, and then he brought us in. Oh my gosh. We can go many places. You see, we've always existed with him. We've always existed with God. The Bible said that our spirit was created before the foundations of the world. But he designed the earth, the world, for us to enjoy. And then he formed our bodies out of the dirt so that we can have a home to live in while we're here. Isn't it cool? Amen. And then his word, I mean, we, we, we can just run off just with that revelation and then go places. But let's just stick with this one. <laughs> Um, And then he put us here to enjoy. But sin came and separated man from all that God designed for him to have. Okay? So let me make this statement and we'll go from there. So I can stay on the wrong way he gave me. Okay? (laughs) Your spiritual life affects your natural life. Hmm? Your spiritual life affects your natural life. So where there is no spiritual activity, your natural life will take on the form of the world. That will be the flow of the curse. You are designed to operate in life through your spirit. Through your spirit. I say through your spirit. Remember, we're created in the image of God, in the likeness of God. The Bible tells us in John 4, 24, that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we are spirit beings. Okay? So God expects us (laughs) to operate into our natural life from our spirit beings. Amen. So your spiritual life affects your natural life. We're talking about expectations, so stay with me. We're going to lay some foundation, and we go from there. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Glory to God. This will be the first time, I guess, on this trip that I'm coming to it from this angle, so we'll see. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 4, look at verse 16. Glory to God. 
Why is it important to look to your spiritual life? Because it affects your natural life. If you're going to have an expectation. Let's see. 2 Corinthians 4.16. It says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. You see why we say that your spiritual life affects your natural life. Your spirit man is supposed to water your life. That's what brings life to your life, your spirit man. Go with me. Let's look, look at another scripture in Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, uh, sorry, Romans 8 verse 1. Let's just have some scriptures. You go to a good church where you're taught the word. Amen. So we'll just, we'll just stick with scripture. Romans 8, look at verse 1. We will read verses 1 and 2. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Look at the qualification. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Why is there no condemnation to those who are in Christ? Because there are those who are living life from their spirit. They're governed from inside. Their spirit man is alive. So they are full of expectation. All right. Let's look at another scripture. Look with me. We are there in Romans 8. Let's skip down to verse 12. Verse 12. It says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. Look at this. But if you... Through the Spirit, through the Spirit, modify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Through the Spirit, you bring an end to the flow of the curse, you shall live. Through your Spirit, you bring the flow of the life of God. Why? Because in your Spirit is the life of God. Hallelujah. So through your spirit, why is there life in your spirit? Because the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. Amen. Glory to God. And the way God designed it is that you are to affect your world from inside out. You are to affect your world from inside out. And if you miss it, then your expectation is not in line with what heaven has for you. Are you here? You see, God recreated your spirit in order to change your natural experience. Are you here? God recreated your spirit in order to change your natural experience. This is why it's important that you know the state of your spirit. Because it's very vital. To your natural existence. 
Remember in Proverbs 18, 14, it says that the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. Okay? But a wounded spirit, who can bear? Will sustain his infirmity. Okay? So lack of expectation in the life of a believer. Okay? Are you here? Lack of expectation in the life of a of a believer is an indication of lack of spiritual activity. If they are, if if the believer, I'm talking about the believer, born again believer, filled with the life of God, if they don't have any expectation of something good, it means that there's no spiritual activity within them. Are you here? Why? Because when God recreated you, when you made Jesus Lord, the life of God came into you. And that life is to light up your world. Remember the Bible, Jesus said, uh, uh, where the Bible said that in him, this is John chapter 1, in him was life and that life is the light of man. That life is the light of man. Okay, And he came that we might have that life and have it more abundantly. Okay, So when you receive that light, it's supposed to be the light through which you see. Everything you do in life, you see through that life. Are you following me? Every expectation comes through that life. You expect because of that life. Where is that life? In your spirit. In your spirit. Amen. So when people, believers don't have expectation, it means there's no spiritual activity. What's an example of a spiritual activity? No growth. You know, they're not growing. They're not developing. Because you know that God is not a man that he will lie. So everything they need for success is already inside. So if we're not seeing it outside, it means it's not being developed. It's not being developed. Go with me. Let's read some more scripture. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews 5. Look at verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) We were talking about that briefly. I think it was during lunch or maybe yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Hebrews 5, look at verse 12. Mm -hmm. It said, for when, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful, In the word of righteousness. Why? For he is a baby. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use. Have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I mean, if God said... After he redeemed us, you know, recreated our spirit and everything we need, he put inside. 
What will be the biggest quest for you as a child of God? To develop what's inside. To grow what's inside. Why? Because you grow it, it will come out. Remember, Jesus said that every tree will produce after its kind. Huh? In 1 Peter chapter 2, in verse 2, it tells us what your priority should be after you've made Jesus Lord. We all know that scripture. 1 Peter 2, verse 2, it says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. That you may grow thereby. Oh man, if we have four hours, we can milk this verse right here. That you may grow thereby. That you may expand thereby. Oh, that you may become fully enthroned thereby. That you may receive keys to everything that God has provided thereby. <laughs> Amen. How about this one? So, you will never find God missing any link. If he tells you this, he already has provisions for you to get it. Okay. So he tells us the biggest deal in our lives should be that we grow up spiritually. That we develop spiritually. Because everything we need, we are born with. Everything we need is inside. And then he gave us a system to develop. He gave us a system to get our food. To get our miracle grow. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let's just refresh our memories. You know. It's, it's not good to go by there and not say hi. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's talk about Ephesians 4. I don't know that I would will, I will actually preach a sermon without having to go through this, this spot. It's a mantle of my life, and I acknowledge it, so I'm obedient to what God gave me. Paul said to King Agrippa, I am obedient to the heavenly vision. Our, one of the mantles on our lives is to help believers to properly connect to their pastors. We'll see why. Look with me, Ephesians chapter 4. Glory to God. We'll start reading from verse 10. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my, my. Ephesians 4, look at verse 10. Okay. It says, he that descended, he's talking about Jesus, he went to hell for you and me. Okay. He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens. Why did he ascend? That he might feel all things. Have you ever wondered what is he going to feel all things with? Hmm? Have you ever wondered? He said, he ascended that he might feel all things. What is he going to feel all things with? Well, he feels all things with what he got. Oh, we can't just, we can't, we, 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 oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, my gosh. I can see you're hungry. <laughs> oh, glory to God. I did not think I was going to go there, but um, <laughs> go with me. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It's Revelation. Uh, 
Revelation. Let's start um, chapter 5. Look at verse 12. This is just side journey. <laughs> How many of you like sightseeing? <laughs> you know, they're having fair. They're having the Fremont Fair, right? Or Fremont Days. They, they have several stands. People go look at. Wow. Let's have our own. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> this is the real deal. Okay. So we're talking about, you know, we were in Ephesians 4, right? And we read verse 10. It says, you know, he that descended, talk, talking about Jesus, was also him that ascended up above the heavens, that he might feel all things. So we're about to find out what he's going to feel all things with. And we told you that he's going to fill all things with what he got. Huh? Okay. Revelation chapter 5. Look at verse 12. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm a, excuse me ahead of time. I'm going to get happy. <laughs> Woo. Look at verse 12. It says, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. That's what he was slain to obtain. Why did he need to get? He didn't need it. Remember, we were singing that song. From whom were all things made? And to whom were all things made? So he didn't need it. Why did he have to obtain it? For you and me. For you and me. For you and me. So when the Bible said that the lamb was slain to obtain, look at what he got. He received power, riches, wisdom, strength, ooh, honor, glory, and blessing. This is what he got. And this is what he said he's going to feel all things with. And now, he's so good. He positions every one of his people. All of us. For the purpose of filling us. In 1 Corinthians 12, 18, it says, And God has set each one in the body as it pleased him. Why did he do that? So that what Christ obtained, we can be filled with. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So in order to accomplish that, look at verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 4. This is not even the subject. This is just, we're taking a side trip for a minute. <laughs> Remember, the purpose of verse 11 was verse 10. Remember? He said, uh, He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. And then verse 11 starts with, And, and that means in conjunction with what he just said in verse 10. Look at that. He gave some apostles. Some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers 
For the perfecting of the saints. Perfecting means maturing. What are they going to mature the saints with? With knowledge of what he obtained. Woo! That's why people who miss church miss knowledge of wisdom, power. <laughs> you remember all those things we read? The blessing. And don't you forget that the Bible said that the blessing, it makes rich. It makes rich. It makes rich and it adds no sorrows to it. So people who are not in their place to get knowledge. Knowledge. See, we're talking about, oh Jesus help me, revelation knowledge. This is not something you read in the newspaper. This is not something that a professor will teach you. Are you listening? You don't get this from seminary. You get general knowledge from seminary, but revelation knowledge is what the anointing will do. God anoints people to deliver it to you. Are you listening? So he gave all these gifts, and in the local church is the pastor. So that when pastor gets up, when pastors get up, they're sharing with you. They, they are delivering knowledge. Mm. Knowledge. Because Jesus said, I'm going to, I've, I've ascended so I can feel all things. And he gave gifts. So that through the gifts, he will feel all things. Feel all things with what? Knowledge. Oh my gosh, we won't. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you remember in 2 Peter chapter 1, in verse 3, that's one of our favorite scriptures. It says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Look at, look at, it's not done yet. Through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. Oh my gosh. Are you listening? That's how he delivered it to us. That's why when people are not in this place where God has set them, they're not sitting under an anointed pastor to hear the word. There's nothing to have an expectation with. It would be like trying to have a baby without conception. It won't work. There's nothing. Amen. <laughs> so then, with that in mind, okay, so you, you could see that God has set you up to flow or to live life from inside out. So your spirit, what happens in your spirit affects your natural life. If you want to fix your natural life, look at your spirit. Get it from there. God has already designed it. Otherwise, everything else you're doing is man-made. It will fail you. Any other thing you're expecting to accomplish without what we're talking about is man-made and is subject to failure. You don't have to pray, oh God, withhold this. And there's nothing to withhold. 
<laughs> Amen. So, in order to really understand this, I mean real church people, real believers come to church on a Saturday night. And if you know God, he, 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 he really enjoys it. Why? Because you see, he said, call on to me and I will answer you and I will show you great, grandiose, wondrous things that you know not. You see, when you show up, that's you calling. Amen. So let's let them feed you well, well. Amen. What do you say? So first of all, we're talking about expectation. First of all, you need to know that you are a spirit being. Okay? You need to know that. You have a soul. I know you know that. You've been taught well. But we're, we're in, you know, a, a good minister will emphasize what your pastors are preaching. Because I, 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 didn't, I didn't come with a special revelation. Other than to water the seeds you've been hearing. Amen. I didn't come to draw your attention to me. I came to draw your attention to the word. Amen. So, first of all, you need to know that you are a spirit being. Remember in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in verse 23, the apostle Paul praying, he said, And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he separated it. You are a spirit being. You have a soul which comprises of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you live in a body. You live in a house called your body. This is your house. This is not the real you. That's why you don't do what this house tells you. You tell this house what to do. I remember years ago, this was how the Lord talks to me years ago. He was saying to me, he said, hey, if you walked into your house and your windows to told you, get upset and get mad right now, would you do it? I said, no. He said, how about if you walked in and your door said, you are defeated, you are nobody, go. Would you believe it? Would you listen? I said, no. And then he asked me, why? I said, because their window, their doors, they have the place I live. He said, that's exactly how you treat your feelings in your body. They serve you. But many believers have not separated that. They, they think their body is them. So they do what their body tells them. Their body tells them, no way. They go, okay, no way. So they keep the real self locked out. Out of victory, that's already theirs. That's why we say it's important to know you are a spirit being. You have a soul. You live in a body. You know, your soul, which is, you know, your mind, with your mind, you contact the intellect. With your body, you contact the physical realm. Okay? And with your spirit, you contact God. Every transaction that God makes with you is through your spirit. Remember the Bible said that the spirit of man, Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. That means God will illuminate you through your spirit. 
everything, including healing, prosperity, everything was delivered to man by his spirit, through his spirit. That's why if you are not conscious of your spirit and you are thinking you're going to expect something, you're going to come up empty or you're going to come up with fake. Fake. There's original and there's fake. You don't want fake. You want original. <laughs> I mean, in Nigeria, we, we have some places where you go to get uh, car parts, like, you know, order store. And m- most of the time they tell you, this is original and this is fake. Uh, and this is fake. And even at that, as they're telling you that, you have to be led by the Spirit because it could be totally, like, wrong. <laughs> Because they tell you what you want to hear. Because everybody wants to know that I'm buying original and not fake. So they can grab something that's not real and tell you it's original. Because that's the language. So you need to know what's original and what's fake. Everything that flows out of your spirit is original. That is if you're born again and the Spirit of God lives inside of you. Amen. Why is it important to know? Remember the Apostle Paul separated himself from his spirit. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27, it says, I keep under my body. I. Who is this I? His spirit man. He keep his body under. That means he, does, he didn't let his body do what his body wanted to do. You can be saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. If you let your body do whatever it wants to do, it will take you right back to Egypt. Oh, yeah. Take you right back to bondage. Take you right back to things you would have thought, oh, my God, how could I? I never dare. I never thought I could do this. Why? If you leave your body unchecked, it will take you right back. Why? Because it wasn't your body that was born again. It was your spirit that was born again. Amen. The reason there is life in your body, the reason why your joints are moving right now, your eyelids are going, the reason why that's happening, you know why? Your spirit is sitting inside. Your spirit checks out, you be your body ceases. The life of your body is in your spirit. You see, death, physical death, is just separation of your spirit from your body. So that's why people say, oh, he's dead and gone. No, he's not gone. He's just left his body. And you hope he knew Jesus. <laughs> right? Amen. So the reason there's life in your body is because there's your spirit is present in your body. Man went into bondage or the curse because he died spiritually. Remember what God said to Adam and Eve in Genesis? He said, the day you shall eat the tree, the day you shall eat of it, because God said, do not take or do not partake of this tree. Of knowledge, of evil, of good and evil. He said, for the day you shall eat of it, you shall surely die. Where if you read the whole scripture, they lived for, what, almost 900 years after that. So it must not have been their physical body that he's talking about. 
Okay? He's talking about their spirit. Okay? They died spiritually. And because they died spiritually, they went into bondage. They went into bondage. They lost direction. Everything became from outside in. Because the man on the inside was no longer there. Wow. But God. But God. Aren't you glad? He didn't leave us that way. God did a miracle. He said this time. I'm not going to send Moses. I'm going to come myself. (laughs) Aren't you glad? He did a miracle. He took on our nature. And came in the form of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember in Amplified Bible of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In verse 17 somewhere in there. He said that it was God. Personally present. In Christ Jesus. Reconciling the world to himself. Hallelujah. Amen. So Christ came to restore us back to life. Back to life. Where? That, that, that spirit man. That spirit man. Remember John 10.10? 10? He said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Nobody has passed out naturally. Right? So he's not talking about your flesh. He's not talking about your body. He's talking about your spirit man. Okay? So he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And then, of course, everybody knows John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Now, whosoever believeth on him will not, shall not perish, shall not perish, shall not end. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. But shall have everlasting life. What's everlasting life? Life as God has it. Well, God is a spirit. So he recreated our spirit. Why? Because man went into bondage because he died spiritually. So if he's going to get man out of bondage, he has to recreate his spirit. And that's exactly what he did. He didn't even renovate. He didn't resuscitate us. He didn't resuscitate us. He recreated us. Wow. (laughs) He he didn't do what we do sometimes. You know, you take your car to the shop and they, you know, they change one bank door, they change the fender, and they repaint it. They say, wow. They did some wonders with this car. No, he didn't do that. It wasn't the same car. It wasn't the same man that died. He, re- he brought a whole new species. Only him can do something like that. Glory to God. So he recreated us. Okay. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
new. It didn't say, behold, all things are renovated. It said, all things have become new. Brand new. Amen. Why did he do that? So that man, once again, is capable of living the kind of life that God planned for him. Because that life flows from inside out. Amen. That life flows from inside out. <laughs> Glory to God. How did he do it? He made man alive. We came alive. <laughs> we came alive. He came alive. That's how you became capable of living the kind of life that God planned for you. He made you alive. Don't you ever forget it. Now you are capable of living the kind of life that God designed for you. He made you alive. That should be always your focus. He made me alive. So nothing outside, everything was set inside. Amen. How did he do it? The same life that is in him, he gave you. Wow, wow. The same faith that is in him, he gave you. You see, when you read that we are recreated in true righteousness and holiness, it means we are, we are the exact duplicate of his kind. Because every seed produces after itself. You, God doesn't have one life and we have a different life. The same life that is in God is in you. Same faith that is in him is in you. I mean, if he's expecting you to walk in what he planned for you, he gave you everything he has. So that you are just like him, identical. <laughs> That's why you can walk like God, talk like God, live like God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. As long as you live out of your spirit. As long as you live out of your spirit. You can talk like God, act like God, have the same result that God has. Why? Because he coded you the same way. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Remember in Galatians 2.20, let's go there. This is, oh, this is so wonderful. Galatians 2.20. Glory to God. Look at that. Galatians 2.20 said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ, but Christ, but Christ liveth in me. Ooh, no wonder, oh, we, we're going to pause here for a minute. No wonder the Apostle Paul, in describing you, said, what agreement does 
Christ have with Belial. So he called you the believer Christ. Why? Because same life in Christ is in you. You are identical with Christ. Bible says as he is, so are you in this world. If you really practice life out of your spirit, the devil couldn't tell whether it's Christ walking or you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go right That's great news. Amen. So it's no longer you that live it, but Christ lives in you. And the life which you now live in the flesh, you live by the, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The devil thought he's going to get rid of him. And he played right into the plan of redemption. He made, he helped God plant a seed. And you know, if you want to get something, you plant the seed. And every seed will produce after its kind. So, he killed Jesus. Thinking, oh, I'm getting rid of him. And guess what? Woo, the seed produced. Remember the Bible say he, he brought many sons unto glory. Jesus even quoted it. He said, until the seed dies, it remains alone. But when it dies, it produces. And that's you. You're the product. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So because of that, because of what Jesus did, because of that transaction, you can now approach God on the basis of the new creation. Remember, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. Okay? Sin did that. But righteousness brought you back to the glory, to the presence of the Father. Righteousness puts you in right standing. Righteousness gives you the clear view of what the Father is doing. Righteousness made you an insider instead of an outsider. You don't have to look through the fence. You're in. Bible said, you know, in Ephesians 2, we're no longer strangers to the covenant. We're no longer aliens. Uh, <laughs> I can go one side, but uh, <laughs> praise God. Amen. So because of that transaction, you can now approach God. On what basis? On the basis that you are a new creation. Not on the basis of what you've done. Not on the basis that you attend church. Not on the basis of anything else. Just on the basis of the new creation. On the basis of, the, of that new creation, you can stand before God's presence without any sense of guilt, without any sense of inferiority. Why? Because righteousness made you brand new. And when God looks at you, he doesn't see past. He doesn't see your past. 
And as far as he's concerned, your past does not exist. Somebody say, yeah, all the mistakes I made have been trailing me. No, not if you've made Jesus Lord. Because he said, how many of you will believe God, that man? He said, your sins and your iniquities will I remember no more. You see, in the Old Testament, the blood of animals covered their sin. But the blood of Christ did not cover our sin. He removed them. He wiped them clean. So that when God looks at you, there's no such thing as, oh, it's brand new. You're brand new. You're brand new. That's why when people pray, oh God, you know, you've heard me say this before probably. I'm an old sinner saved by grace. You can be both. You can be an old sinner and be saved by grace at the same time. So which one are you? If you're saved by grace, that means you're no longer an old sinner. Ah, glory to God. (laughs) Amen. So, because of the fact that you are a new creation. Remember that statement. On the basis of you being a new creation. Because of the work of the blood of Christ. You have unrestricted access to everything that God has. On the basis that you are a new creation, you are to have unlimited expectation. Why? Because the new creation gives you access to everything that God is. Everything that God has. You're on the same plane as Christ. So there's no limit as to what you can give birth to. Hallelujah. I tell you what, this just, it thrills me. (laughs) This is life. Amen. So, with that knowledge, okay, the hope of a good life For your natural life, okay, now depends on your spirit having expression. Because it's been recreated, everything you will ever need is back inside. So the hope of seeing it on the outside is letting the inside have expression. Hallelujah. Everything that God has blessed you with is resident in your spirit. Right now. Right now. Everything that he has blessed you with. Because he said he has blessed you with. Is resident in your spirit. When he recreated you, he made you brand new. Brand new means you, you are like brand You are brand new. You're really brand new. 
Glory to God. In the spirit of every born again child of God is this great expectation of experiencing the wonderful kindness of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Remember in Ephesians, somewhere in Ephesians, I think it's chapter 2 or so, he said that in the ages to come, he might show forth his abundant kindness toward us. Your spirit knows it. That's why if you will let your spirit express himself, he will be filled with expectation. Because it knows what belongs to him. It knows. It knows. The problem with so many believers is that they're not, they're, they're not living from inside out. They're letting their servants lead them. See, your body, your senses, they are your servants. They serve you. So instead of you giving them orders, you're taking orders from them and you're going backwards. Thinking you're expecting, you see light, you think is the is the is the life of the promised land. You look, oh, that's Egypt. Oh my gosh, I didn't mean to go that direction. Why? You followed the servants. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, your spirit is in possession right now of every heavenly blessing. He's in possession of it. Because in Ephesians 1, 3, he said, Thanks be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Some, tra some translations say that he has blessed us with everything that heaven itself enjoys. Your spirit is in possession of it right now. Hallelujah. Your spirit is in possession of dominion right now. You remember, oh, let's just, just push one button. Remember Romans chapter 5 verse 17? It says those that have received the gift of righteousness, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. What? They, he said, those that have received, that have received, that has received. Where is that? In your spirit. So in your spirit, man, the real you, that's why we say you, you have right now, you possess dominion. But the church has been so brainwashed into living in the flesh that when you say that, people look around themselves. Look, okay, well, don't look at your house. The Bible, has, the Bible is addressing you. Amen. What, what would you think of a person <laughs> that showed up at your house? You were expecting them to come. And they showed up. They stopped, on, they stopped in your driveway. They're talking to the grass, you know. And then they moved on. They started talking to your windows. 
And you are inside expecting that, okay, in two minutes they will be walking through the door. But they're walking around talking to the glass, you know, they talk to the thing, they talk to the railing. And, 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 and you're like, okay, well, one more minute they should be inside. And they never made it inside. A few minutes later, you get a phone call. I came, you were not there, I was talking to you, you didn't respond. Wouldn't that be strange? See that. (laughs) That's what so many believers do. That's why they don't have expectation. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Isn't the word delicious? It's marvelous. I said, gosh, this is not complicated. You know, I'm very well educated. But I don't need it to get this. You get this through revelation. Amen. That's why you, you don't have to have a degree to be influential. You, all you have to do is live from inside out. Because one of the promises is that I will bless you and I will make your name great. That's the promise to Abraham. And the Bible says, if you be Christ, you are Abraham's seed. And heirs according to the same promise. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. This is life here. More abundantly. You never run out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sonia, you've been believing God. You want to walk from home. You want to walk from home. You want something that you can actually do from home and expand and expand and expand. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Right there. It's coming. Glory to God because it's faithful. (laughs) It wouldn't deter you from what you're already doing to bring your supply. But this is a package. Praise God. Didn't they say he loaded us daily with benefits. Thank you, Lord. You don't have to wait till a certain age to enjoy this one. It became yours at the new birth. And you could draw from it right, right away. Right away. Yes, hallelujah. A new stretch. A new stretch is coming. (laughs) A new stretch. Ah, He's not going to let you go, okay, that was good, Lord. No, a new stretch. That's what he said to tell you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, knowing that all these wonderful things are on the inside, how do you get, how do you get what's inside to manifest on the outside? That's right, Pastor. That's what I'm talking about. I want to hear that part now. (laughs) 
all these things sound wonderful. But how, Pastor? How? <laughs> how? Come on. You know the answer? By faith. By faith. By faith. Okay. Okay. Let's 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 say this. When people hear by faith, they automatically start thinking something mystical, something magical. God's goal by faith, my friend. Oh, sister, by faith. So when they hear by faith, they oh, oh God, this is not. Oh, but my my faith is not there. I can't. Oh, by faith, by faith. Okay. Just just remember. Remember, when God gave you his life, he gave you his faith. So, when he, when he says you get this to work for you by faith, he already gave you the beginning measure of faith. So, you can believe the impossible. You can do the impossible. Okay? Now. So when people say, okay, by faith, okay, by faith. So I have to, okay, Lord, I have to believe. I have to believe, okay, okay, by faith, okay, by faith. If you close your eyes going by faith, by faith, by faith. No, you're not in faith. You're not talking about real faith. You're not talking about real faith. You're just trying to uh, make yourself feel like you're doing something. Faith is simple. Because the Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when it says if, that you are to manifest what's inside by faith, it says you are to manifest it simply by hearing God's word. That's all. That's all. How complicated is it? That's all. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> okay. 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 We can do this. Okay. Romans 10:17, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's say it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So he said, you can cause what's inside to manifest outside by hearing the word of God. Could it be? Could it be? I'm just asking. Could it be that the word of God is the picture of what's inside? Because everything God makes, creates, he creates with his word. So you get the word, you get original. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you get the word, you get original. So when it says, you cause what's, outside, what's inside that I've created to come outside. The way you cause it to come outside is, behold... 
the original. So I said, that's what I'm saying. Oh, God, show me. Oh, God, show me. He gave you the word. The word is the picture of what's already inside of you. God's word is the recording of what God did already in your life. I've heard Pastor Nancy say it that way, and the Lord added this to me. He said, it's also the recording of the power that did it. So you're not just beholding what God did. You are beholding the power that did it. So that power is available still. That's why it's like Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are life. They are life. Amen. So the word is the picture or the recording of everything that God has made you. Meaning, made you meaning that in your spirit, man, it's already there. Oh my God. So the word is the picture of what's inside already. What's inside? The real you. And all the properties or all the things that identifies you as that real you, as that new creation. Somebody said, really? It's just that simple, Pastor? Yes. Remember, Lord, how about we take a quick trip? <laughs> let's, stop, let's stop somewhere for a cup of tea. What do you say? <laughs> Go with me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, look at verse 22. Let's just have a time. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Father. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. James 1, verse 22. Are you there? It says, but be ye doers of the word. Okay? And not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. Okay? Okay? He's just saying, okay, act on what you heard. Okay? Look at verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word... And not a doer. He is like um, unto a man. He's like unto a man. Beholding his natural face in a glass. What glass? The word. So he's saying if you hear the word and you don't act on what you heard. You're like a person who just looked. In the mirror and saw himself and walk away forgets what manner of man you are. That means the word is your picture. The word is the picture of what's inside. So instead of letting all the things that are happening outside paint a picture of who they think you are, you better get some sense and go, oh, Ooh, Lord, hallelujah. When you look in here, when you look in here, woo! Oh my God. 
Oh, my God. You're looking. Wait just a minute. They didn't teach me that in school. Wait just a minute. They said that if the economy goes down, so does so many people. That's not what I read in here. That's not the picture I see. Oh. Hallelujah. You see why? When you know what I'm telling you tonight, you will never be found without expectation. I mean, you're buzzing all the time. Wait, 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 wait. I just found this out. You be like, you call a brother. Hey, bro- brother Jesse, I just found this out. I just found this out. This is hot off the press. Do you know that we already have access to the stuff they're trying to get us to, to come line up for? Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. And then you call somebody else. Did you see this? Maybe they haven't been in church for a while. But I don't know what you're talking about. I can't see it. Well, that's the problem. You're not in your seat. You know, in a big stadium, there are certain seats that give you better view. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see, nothing outside can see the real you. That's why the devil walks over time to keep the believer from ever seeing inside. Recognizing themselves as spirit beings. That's why, Because the moment you see that, it's over. Because you said you know who you are. You're defined from inside. And if you ever doubt what it is, look at the picture. Woo! <laughs> this is our family album. The Word of God. You know, when we take a group picture, and you get a copy of the picture, who do you look for first? Exactly. Somebody say, let me see, let me see. And you think they're about to compliment you on your hair or on the outfit. They're looking for themselves. I wonder why that tie was looking this way. I wonder why my hair, oh, look at that hair sticking out. Like, they're, they're checking for themselves. Right? That's what you should do with the word. That's what you should do with the word. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is the way it should be. Oh my gosh, yeah. Why was I acting like I, I'm broke? Why was I acting like I'm... Oh, oh my gosh. And it fires up your expectation. My God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! See, your senses... Can see what I'm telling you. Your senses can see what I'm telling you. Why? Because they're not born again. 
It is your spirit man that was recreated. Your job is to take what's inside and coach your servants. Don't leave it up to them to tell you. Coach them. Coach them. Do you know that that's, that's all what Romans 12, 1 and 2 is about? Renewing the mind. Training your servants. Retraining your servants. I've, I've, said, I've said it this way before, maybe here. It's like, you know, you got a, you got a house, a new house. Okay? You got a house. You got a house. You are not the house. Remember, you got the house. Okay? And the person who used to live in that house had some weird colors that you didn't like. I mean, I don't even begin to say the colors. Like, oh, the carpet was like, oh, I mean, the, the cabinet was like, I mean, everything was just different. The drapes were like, oh, my gosh. But now you're here. You've, you're in the house. You own the house. What's the first thing you start doing? You're still changing it. Rip up that carpet. Tear up the tiles. Remove everything. Why are you doing that? Why? To make it look like you. The the real you. This is not my taste. Being offended, mm, no longer my taste. Out. Getting mad at everybody. mm, Gone. That's not me. Feeling depressed? Oh, that's not me. That's the old man. That's the one who used to live here. And that man died. <laughs> Amen. He's dead. So you don't have to be afraid to get rid of his stuff. He's dead. I said he's dead. So you don't have to be afraid to get rid of his stuff. Poverty, out. I mean, headache, out. Sickness and disease, out. They are properties of the old man. And that man is dead. (laughs) He can challenge you. (laughs) So you are free to get rid of his stuff. Why? This is your place. This is your place. You set it up the way you want. The way you really are. And if you will let your real self out, you will get rid of some things you thought were like, woo! Why? Because the real you is created after God. His standard is just like God. Because it's the same life. That's in God, that is in Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. See, your senses will try to describe you based on the natural. Well, you don't have the right education. You missed God. You've used your this for this. You use your that for that. That's your senses talking. Your servants talking. Remember, the servants that served the dead man. 
It ought to be, we, we ought to get some clues sometimes. Yeah. When the flesh, the senses start talking, wait a minute, the one you serve died. I ain't going to let you serve me. No! You can't serve me like that. You, you cannot suggest to me, you do what I say. If you, if you really pay attention, you watch the people you listen to. Watch how it's working out for them. So when your senses, your flesh, your unrenewed mind starts to talk to you. Wait a minute. Remind it. I said, the, the guy you used to advise died. Why would I listen to you? Did you get it? So you don't talk to me. And you tell it what to do. Oh, my, 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 my. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me give you just two more, and then we'll, we'll take it off for the next night. See, the problem, or part of the problem, is that many believers are listening to too many voices. The Bible said that in the world are many voices and none of them are without uh, um, uh, significance. Yeah. Including the voices of your senses. So you want to you wanna practice overriding them. Overriding them. Overriding them. How do you override those voices that try to paint you in a different light? Just side in with your spirit. Just side in with your spirit. You don't have to exchange words with them. (laughs) Just side in with your spirit. Describe yourself after the spirit. Describe yourself after the word. And you will silence them. The light shines and darkness comprehends it not. Just shine light. See yourself after the word. Talk about your spirit man. Talk about the real you. Don't talk about your senses. Don't talk about your flesh. Talk about the real you. The more you talk about the real you, the more the real you will gain confidence. It will begin to rise. Will begin to rise. It's like those uh, inflatables. You get that air going. What used to be? I mean, what you you saw it laying flat, nothing, so little. You can kick it around, but you 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 get that air, the power of God's word and your confession into it. It blows, and all of a sudden, it fills the whole room. Hallelujah. 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 How do you do this? Remember, what makes that inflatable (laughs) Uh, blow up? Hot air, right? 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 Hot air, right? You're blowing into it. Hot air. Do you know when you say something? Air comes out. You're blowing something. You know what you ought to do? Get the picture of God's word and start blowing the same. 
into yourself. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I'm the head and not the top. I'm more than a conqueror. The more you talk, the more it blows bigger. The more it, grow, it grows bigger. Amen. And before you know it, what used to look like nothing stands as a giant. Amen. Now you are ready for faith exploits. Philemon 1.6 Through the acknowledgement of every good thing in you in Christ, your faith becomes effectual. Hallelujah. We'll pick up from here tomorrow morning. I tell you what. Glory. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The word is electrified. I mean, it just, it jolts you. <laughs> hallelujah. It jolts you. Amen. The best pick me up ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You start, oh my God, before you know it. Have you ever, do you remember how somebody may have done something you didn't like? And all of, all of a sudden, you start thinking about it. You start thinking about it. And then you start hearing the voices. <laughs> before you know it, oh, I lost my appetite. What? <laughs> You're just rehearsing that. Flip it the other way. Everything that your senses are trying to use against you, it copied from your spirit. Because when the, when the real you, you know, when sin came and man died, the senses became instruments in the hand of a dead man. Satan took it over. Okay. There's nothing original with the devil. He just twists what it's supposed to do. You see, your feelings were created by God. But because he wasn't turned into your spirit man, he could turn it the other way. Yeah. Time is, oh God, get rid of my feelings. I said, no man, don't let God take your feelings, man. Just use your feelings right, man. That's all. <laughs> Somebody said, I don't know, Pastor. I don't know what's wrong with my mind. But you know what? All you got to do, renew it. That's it. That's all. It takes work. It takes work. Because it has practiced going in one direction for a long time. But as long as you make a decision, we're going the opposite direction. The power of the word comes on you. What? The Bible says no word from God is void of power of fulfillment. So you're not just looking at you know word with no power. You're looking at word filled with power. 
You just need to look at that word long enough for power to stop flowing. Oh, glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. I tell you what, I don't preach myself happy. Praise God. (laughs) Glory to God. I said glory to God. Let's give him a shout. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. This is how we can turn on our expectation. Amen. And we'll continue tomorrow morning. We'll see how God leads us. Woo! Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wow. All right. You guys can be seated for a moment. I get the honor and privilege of helping to receive the offering for Pastor Ike. Did you guys get something? Oh, my goodness. Woo! More than just something. Wow. We got the anointed word. Woo! Hallelujah. Uh, Ushers, if you would, serve the people. If you need an offering envelope, just raise your hand. They'd be happy to get you one. And checks are made payable to Living Word. Is that right, Pastor? And then we, then all of them will go to him. The church doesn't keep any of it. And I, as Pastor always says, she dumps more money on top of it. So, hallelujah. Yeah, I love, I love something he said in the beginning of the service. And maybe I'm paraphrasing it, but he said, no anointed pastor no expectation. He said, if there's, no, if there's no anointed pastor and no anointed word, there's no expectation in the people. And, uh, and we have an expectation in this place. Hallelujah. Uh, Wednesday night service, I was listening to, uh, I, I went back and listened to it again, but I remember Pastor Jackie telling, if you guys remember her at the beginning of the service, telling us how she gave a certain amount of money to something, and she said, but it always comes in. It always comes back. That's our expectation, that we're not depleting when we give. We're abounding when we give. I love the testimony Dr. Winston just gave in Marietta. He said, he said, well, God told me to do this, and I obeyed. And I was thinking, you know, little, and he went bigger. And then he said he, God told him to give a million a week for seven weeks, and his staff didn't listen, so he had to give two million one week just to stay on top of it. And he said, I'm watching my reserves go up. You tell that to the world that it doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. What was that? There's, yeah, oh, but there's inflation. This isn't the time to buy. This isn't the time to sow. You should be grab, 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 grab. No, we just keep going. We go with the expectation of the anointed word we've received. Uh, so if you're ready to give, I'm going to pray over the offering real quick. Thank you, Father, so much for the word that we've received. Hallelujah. It falls into good soil. And goes down and it grows, Father. We thank you for it. We sow money into good ground tonight. In the name of Jesus and to Pastor Ike. We say all the money that Pastor Ike and his ministry needs. It comes in the name of Jesus. We send him away blessed. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
Come forward, guys. And come back tomorrow morning and tomorrow night expecting. Wow. If, if you know Pastor Ike, this is, this is just the beginning. Like, this, that was a lot. That was a lot. And there is so much more to be obtained. So, hallelujah. And once the buckets go our way, are we dismissed, Pastor? So once the buckets come past you, you are dismissed. And we'll see you in the morning. nothing here or you think I'm not but I can tell you the revelation knowledge because I was so hungry for the word I'm not trying to go like this but see he was getting that revelation and he'll tell us I know he will he got revelation night himself tonight when he was preaching right off the bat he did because he said every time he comes here he gets something new from the Lord and that doesn't come unless you're hungry but see, when you keep, you keep, you're, you're killing yourself by not respecting the word that we get and, and what we're under, honest to God, it's, it's not, nobody's trying to pat them, it, it's just real. I see it all over the place. It, it doesn't make any difference how big you are. That's why people can't take it. It's so much light that they want to leave. They can't, it's, it's like you, I take this big beaming flashlight and I shine it in her eyes and it almost, it blinds her. Right. Or I mean, it would blind her. Right. See that, that word, the more words you get with revelation, the more, more you want to run because you've got it. You're, you're being, um, what can I say? I, you're being accountable, made accountable to God. But see, you want to get that, especially in this day and age. I, I just can't, I couldn't help but say that, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> it's true. Don't neglect it. My God, it's beautiful. The word, most of the scriptures said we do it by heart because you're in it. And I can tell you I've been depressed and heard and diagnosed with stuff. And I just get in there and say, my God, he, 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 I am the righteousness of God. I am, as God is, so am I. You know, you got to just say it. Move out of it. You, you, you can go to all the psychiatrists in the world. This is the best psychology there is ever. And I want to tell you, they don't know how to deal with the spirits. And that's where it comes from. They're dealing with the outside, the sense realm. And the soul. See, and it has to be renewed with the word. It's just, yeah. When I say I want to move, I mean, I got to have people move with us. I want to go up. I don't want to stay in In fact, you're not going to make it, especially because of the times. Anyway, the times are, this is the answer. <laughs> We can smile and we can have abundance. So, okay, so they say food shortage. We're not going to have a food shortage because we're coming from in here. Amen. Well, I just want to tell. 
So, love you all. And I tell you that because I love you. <laughs>